and uh, want to share a little bit of Torah that really, uh, I think, helps to connect both this idea of Bamidbar, this wilderness that we are experiencing in this week's parasha, and also uh, approaching Shavuot and Sinai, that moment of revelation. So many of you know that before we lived in Vancouver, we, we lived uh, for about six years in Boston. And one of the things that we really liked to do in Boston, especially during the summer months, uh, was to occasionally go for a day trip or picnic, a swim at Walden Pond in Concord, or Concord, as they say in Boston. The pond and the woods that surround the pond are very well known as the location where Henry David Thoreau the American transcendentalist writer lived in a small cabin for two years, two months, and two days. He did this to return to the simplicities of nature and self-reliance. His most words from his book, Walden, are well known to every American schoolchild. I went to the woods because I wished to live deliberately, to front only the essential facts of life and see if I could not learn what it had to teach, and not, when I came to die, discover that I had not lived. I did not wish to live what was not life. Living is so dear. Nor did I wish to practice resignation unless it was quite necessary. I wanted to live deep and suck out all the marrow of life. Now, I have to say there's been much criticism in recent years about Thoreau, in particularly the discovery that he frequently went back to his mother's house in Concord for laundry and sandwiches. Nevertheless, there is something very intoxicating about the desire to immerse oneself in the wilderness, to find the most significant truths of life, to suck out the marrow, as Thoreau so eloquently put it. Our rabbis ask, why was Torah given in a wilderness? And the Talmud, answers that if we want to learn Torah, we have to emulate the terrain where it was given by making ourselves open and ownerless. The commentary Eitz Chaim has a beautiful understanding of this idea. It is intimidating to open oneself to the demands of God, to a new and morally demanding way of life. Torah portrays the people as periodically wishing they were back in a predictable, morally undemanding servitude of Egypt. Yet Israel's willingness to accept the Torah, to be open as a wilderness, was the essential first step in God's remaking the world. Perhaps this kind of openness is the prerequisite for all real learning and personal growth. If we wish to move forward, it is important to be able to let go of our hardened assumptions and be willing to let the world act upon us in new ways. Many of us find it easier to do just this when we take the time to experience the power of wild places. I know that this has been my own personal experience with spirituality. Like so many of you, I find that when I am staring up at a clear sky on a camping trip, late at night, or paddling on a lake and hearing only the dip of my canoe paddle in the water, I am brought into deep moments of reverence. We all have our personal wilderness spaces and times, 
where we are able to step away from the chatter of daily life and reflect on what matters most. This time of pandemic has granted us in many ways a new experience of wilderness. Some of us have been spending more time literally in the wilderness outside and taking in the beauty of nature. But I think all of us have awakened to a new metaphorical wilderness in the world around us. The wilderness is not just a desert through which we wandered for 40 years. It is a way of being, a place that demands being open to the flow of life around you place that demands being honest with yourself regarding, excuse me, without regard to the cost in personal anxiety. A place that demands being present with all of yourself. In this spirit, Rabbi Lawrence Kushner, Rabbi Larry Kushner, offers a related insight into the connection between Torah and wilderness. The reason that Sinai, the revelation that we will celebrate this coming week on Shavuot, the reason that that moment is so special is also has to do with the, the notion that we actually can't hear Torah all the time. That the noise, the static, the world that that's all around us usually drowns out the sound of God's voice. But at Sinai, Torah teaches not a bird chirped or a sound was heard. At Sinai, we could hear what had been there and continues to be here all along. Whether in the quiet of a walk in the woods, sitting together for a slow meal at the dinner table, or just being alone in the quiet of each day, we can hear God's voice. Henry David Thoreau famously declared in wilderness is the preservation of the world. As we enter the wilderness this week with our parasha Bamidbar, with Shavuot, consider the ways that you might make yourself more open, more ownerless, and more still like that sacred space. Elie Wiesel tells the story of the seer of Lublin, a Hasidic Rebbe in the 18th century in Poland. He says that when the holy seer of Lublin was a little boy, he was known to skip school for hours or even days. And one time his teacher followed him to see what became of his free moments. The seer walked to the edge of the town and then deep into the woods. And there in a small circle of trees, he began to pray. The next day, the teacher asked the boy what drew him to these woods. The seer replied, I can find God there. But, said the teacher, surely God is the same in the town as in the wilderness. That is true, replied the seer, but I am not the same. It's in the wilderness that we can hear the divine voice and remember our purpose as people and Jews. The wilderness speaks, a midbar midaber, and in it, a person may discern the voice of God. In the wilderness, the Torah may reveal itself once more. Shabbat Shalom.